Okay, so we're here with Jeremy Reynolds and Trevor Bryant for another great discussion in our series on interest-only loans. We have a whole lot of questions that have been submitted and uh, uh, we're about to go through those right now. So just over to you for initial comments before we get into the questions, Jeremy. Thanks very much, Craig. Uh, it's great to be able to speak today, particularly since the topic of interest-only loans can't be covered in, in one session. So there is a dedicated series to this and you can uh, look at the, uh, the previous sessions through the Getting Started in Finance course. Also, you can look through for them in the uh, Jeremy Reynolds Money Coach uh, page as well as the Jeremy Reynolds Money Coach podcast because Trevor and I are here today in reality to help educate you, make aware of some of the issues that are associated with interest-only loans, but we're going to go one step further. We're going to actually talk about some potential solutions for you because many people purely talk about the problems and then the client is left in a position where they have to think they need to figure it out for themselves or they're very reluctant to take any action based on fear of making a mistake. So myself and Trevor have uh, cumulatively many years of experience, Trevor many more than myself, and uh, we're here to actually go through, first of all, identify what the potential problems are. So you actually understand what the concepts are at a really basic level, and then we can actually start getting into some potential solutions for you. But what I'd also like to stress through this, that this is for educational purposes, your individual circumstances are going to have a, an impact on what would be best for your situation. And we do encourage anyone that would like to review their finances or, or purely a, a health check on their finances or some coaching on what they could potentially do to give us a call on 1300-541-777. Thank you, Craig. I'm looking forward to the first question today. Okay, so we've had some questions submitted to us from Facebook on these topics and we've discussed what questions are the best to answer and these are the questions that Jeremy and Trevor have finalised. What is an interest only loan? Great question and uh, it's, it's a great starting point. Uh, I'm going to give this one over to you Trevor but I want you to go one step further. First of all, interest. what, what, is, what is interest? What is principal? And therefore, what would be a, an, an interest-only loan and a principal and interest loan? So I've given you a few there. Okay, thanks Jeremy. Now, I suppose to start with the first part of it, what is interest and what is the principal component of your loan? Let's start with the principal, which is the amount that you actually borrow. That is, if you ask for a loan of 200000 that's what they give you, and that is what's commonly referred to as the principal component of your loan. That's what you use to spend to buy your real estate along with your other equity deposits. The interest, if you like, is a charge that the lender makes for providing those funds to you. Now, these are at an interest rate, you're around the four to five for owner-occupied housing, slightly more for investments, and the interest rate is calculated on the outstanding balance that you owe and it's calculated daily and usually debited to your loan account at the end of each calendar month. Now what is an interest only 
bone and what is a principal and interest bone. They do vary. Interest only is perhaps as the name suggests. You are making payments equal to the amount of interest that they are charging you and you are not reducing the loan principal balance at all. It is going to remain for the period of that interest only component and the only way that you're going to reduce that is by paying extra. Now that is perhaps the benefit that people see in an interest only loan is that it costs them less money out of their pocket for the first period of one to five years. Now the pluses and minuses of that is that at the end of that period of time, for example, you might have had an interest only loan for five years, come five years, which is not really long and it comes around quickly, you still owe that whole amount of principal. If you borrow 200, you still owe them 200. <coughs> Excuse me. Now the difference comes is that of your total 30 year loan term, you now only have 25 years in which to repay it which means that you're going to be paying a higher monthly payment than what you would have done so had you started with a principal and interest only loan from the beginning. <coughs> it goes without saying that you can only repay the same amount of money over a shorter period of time by putting more money into the loan. So an interest only loan may seem to have some benefits up front but the catch comes at the end. Now, I think that's probably yeah. that part of I've, the I've question. I've got a, few, a little bit more to ask you about that then. So you've mentioned then that the, the crux of that, if you're paying principal and interest, you're actually lowering that loan amount. If you're paying interest, the actual principal amount's remaining the same, as, as a brief summary. So other than a budgetary affordability reasons, cash flow, because we always say cash flow is keen. Uh, are there any uh, any other benefits then of, or strategic reasons or, or things that you might do to actually get an interest only loan that could actually be, and again, making sure you've involved the right professionals, account, accountants, tax agents, financial planners where possible as well, where an interest only loan, apart from the affordability aspect, could be of great use to a potential borrower or borrowers Okay, it's a, it's a case of each individual set of circumstances has to be assessed on their own merits and where you, the client, comes into it is that the information and solutions that we provide are only based on how much information you give us. So in the interview stage, we rely on you to tell us the whole story whether there is any other commitments that you may have which are affecting your ability to repay that maybe you haven't wanted to disclose and that can seriously affect the solutions that we may offer you which may or may not work. Now, <laughs> as an example of that, um, I'm not picking on any individual circumstance but Private school fees are a common occurrence, uh, particularly in the eastern states where they can be quite substantial costs. Now, what a lot of people make the assumption 
had an interview is that the children attend normal public schools and the cost is relatively nominal and reasonable. But if you've got two or three children attending a top quality private school, you could be up for $30,000, $40,000 per annum. Now, if that's not disclosed and you're taking an interest-only loan because that's all you can afford, then sooner or later, something's got to give. Eventually, your interest-only period is expired, and if your school fees are still continuing, then you're going to be in some sort of cash flow financial difficulties, which is one of the things that the federal government in their new guidelines is trying to prevent. So how can you resolve this? Okay, firstly, full disclosure up front is always the best course of action. There may be a solution which we can offer you that will get around that. It may be a case where perhaps we increase the loan amount and prepay your school fees. Or maybe it's a case where your children are nearing the end of the term of schooling and you maybe only have two, three, four years remaining of these high schooling costs. So maybe that is an opportune time for an interest only loan of that period of time, the three to four years, which gets you over the term where that school fee commitment ceases and you then have the ability to change to a principal and interest type loan and the object of the end game of course is always to own your own property. Now you must have a long term plan if you're looking at interest only, particularly if you're doing it because that's all you can afford. You've got to look at the reason why you can't afford principal interest, particularly for an owner-occupied property, because while it may seem to solve a short-term solution, it doesn't get you anywhere. It's, it's virtually not much better than paying rent. With the added costs of your utilities and your rent, your repairs and renovations. So you need to be, as an owner-occupier, reducing the debt so that at some stage in your life, perhaps many years in the future unfortunately, that you're going to own that property or a big slice of it. Now interest only is not going to achieve that. So you need a plan. You need a worthwhile plan which is based on accurate information and all of the information to hand that we can put together. Thanks very much. And I will stress one point highly. One of the reasons I'm educating you here today is because many brokers out there uh, actually you make assumptions. They make assumptions and then they believe that there's responsibilities on heavily weighted on, on, the, on the client as opposed to them. Under responsible lending, we're actually required to make what we call reasonable inquiries and verify the information. Now, what does this actually mean for you? This means that we ask you very simple questions and we don't pass judgment on any of, any of your responses. Because if we left it to you to provide us with information, you wouldn't know what information we, you needed to provide. So I always, I always say we've seen every circumstance, we've seen every scenario, and you might, not, you might be bothered by a certain aspect of yours, it, potentially it is 
your borrowing history. Potentially it is your spending habits, but the best thing you can actually do is actually answer the questions and do so uh, openly, knowing that number one, that every detail that you share with us is, is governed by the Privacy Act. But second of all, we are here to help. The more we actually know about your problems, and we all have problems, we're in the business of problem solving. So any of your financial problems, the more we can know about it, the more detailed we can be, and the more accurate we can be with providing a particular solution for you. So this means that, uh, let's use the example of the, of the school fees, okay? So you've got school fees uh, and, they're, and they're spending money on that. What we would like to do is fantastic, how much are you spending on that? Now, in, and let's utilise the information so then when we can actually, hopefully, not limit your lifestyle, we can allow you to do the things that you'd like to do while still achieving your goals. This is why a needs and goals-based approach is quite different to what many other brokers may offer. So when we get to the stage of a, an interest-only loan, uh, Mr. Broker out there not, that's not from Alpha Finance Solutions and Alpha Home Loans is going, well, you want an interest-only loan? Let's get you an interest-only loan. First of all, I'd be asking, why are you interested in, interested in this type of loan? And then what we would do is map out what, what would you actually like to achieve? What problems are you facing? Fill that initial gap, but then let's have some long-term scale with that because it's actually the role of the broker to actually have a long-term view of your finances. Now, on a side note for this, Trevor, when, when, you, when we're preparing an application for a bank, they're going to assess the, the loan and the serviceability over a number of years. That's correct. Okay? However, the broker and a broker from Alpha Finance Solutions should have an ethical position where you actually ask the questions and though the bank might be looking at serviceability for a certain time frame, we actually need to pose the questions that go beyond that time frame. Wouldn't you agree? Certainly. Um, what you will find is that the criteria and guidelines that each of the lenders put together for these types of loans do vary, but as a general rule, they are now all asking why do you want an interest-only loan? And you have to make, give reasonable reasons as to why you want it and how it's going to be a benefit to you. The benefits versus the costs are always a consideration. So be sure that you know what you're getting into and that you have a plan to resolve it at the end. Now, if you're looking at a three-year interest-only period, why do you want a three-year period? What's going to change at the end of that three-year term which is going to make you in a better position than you are now? Now, if there's a valid reason for it, for example, as I mentioned earlier, existing commitments are going to cease then and you're going to have more disposable income, that's fine but you should have a game plan, as the name suggests, a reason for doing it and a solution to solve the fact that during that interest only period, your debt is not reducing. Now, maybe you have money coming in at a fixed period of time which you're going to use to reduce debt. Fine, if we're aware of that sort of circumstance, we can tailor a loan to meet those sorts of circumstances. So the bottom line is tell us as much as you can about your financial circumstances. It's not that we're prying, um, we're trying to help. And the more information we know about the individuals, 
the better our advice is going to be. Fantastic. And, and on the subject of advice, one of the things that we always do is look within the scope of credit advice, but then also look for as many avenues involving your money, your finances, that would need advice to make the overall strategy and the overall plan or map of what that advice looks like is more accurate. So typically, someone's looking at, as soon as I hear the words investment property, I hear the word investment, which typically means that uh, there, need, there will be or there could potentially be some tax or accounting considerations that would need to be taken into consideration as well. Because just like there can be some certain risks within interest-only loan, there can, be a, there can be taxation or business or governance risks also associated, which for us at Alpha Finance Solutions, partnering with Fab Tax, are very simple for us to solve. However, you wouldn't be able to do so in your own strength to get those outcomes. The next thing is, is which tax uh, strategy bait for your individual circumstances. A lot of people hear certain things like, well, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going interest only, uh, I'm going, there's going to be some tax benefits for me to be not doing this, there's gonna be some gearing issues that I can benefit from, which they've heard from the neighbour over the fence, and the neighbour most likely has had their individual circumstances looked at, but it doesn't mean that they're equipped to talk about someone else's. Now, if you're looking at an interest only, but you're actually not in certain brackets of income, you might not be in a position where there is too many tax benefits. But contrary to this, or on the other side, you could be in a position where you, you should be taking action on these things for tax benefits readily, uh, so then you're not paying too much, and it's not wrongly allocated, and then at the same time, having the right structures in place for that. So this is all about creating a vehicle, the, the loan being a vehicle. This, this is a vehicle to get you from where you are now to where you would like to be. However, we need to know and we need to work with you because you most likely you don't know exactly where you'd like to be. You might say, well, I just want to get a property. However, we can help with more than that. We can utilise that property, we can utilise that to help you achieve your future goals as well. All the while, us taking out the hard work for you. So you come in, answer some basic questions, provide some documentation, and we will take you through and give you a holistic view of all your finances. Now, I'm sure that the viewers at home have a number of other questions to ask as well today. We may have answered some of them already, but we'll go to the questions now if possible. Okay, so the next question is, uh, do all banks and financial institutions offer interest-only loans? Great question. And, and this one will take a bit more depth. It's not simply a yes or no answer. It's, Yes, but they're diff but they but they have different offerings. Correct. Correct. And um, yes, they look at them different as well. They look at them differently. They have different rules. And the hard part is over the last twelve months, they are all changing almost daily. So it's a case where you really have to come in, talk to someone about your individual circumstances. As an example, um, probably if you went back a year ago, you'd get interest only on a loan up to 90% of the value of a property. These days, that's very rare. Some of them will only do a maximum 80% on interest only, and even, even less in some of the circumstances. But what we look at is trying to tailor all of these guidelines to meet your individual set of circumstances. Now, it might be a case where you want to borrow 100% of the purchase price, 
you don't want to put any cash money in there, but you have good equity in your existing owner-occupied place. So we can use that equity to gear up a investment loan and still get you the interest only that you may be seeking, particularly for those on a higher income bracket where the benefits can be quite substantial. Now, as contrary to that, if you're on a relatively low income bracket and you're not borrowing a great deal of money, you might find that the rent you receive can be cash flow positive, which means you're paying tax on the surplus rent that you receive over your costs. And if that's the case, then you're, you're really not structured correctly and you perhaps should be in those circumstances looking towards a principal and interest loan and doing something with that tax, taxable component of your rent. So reducing your loan and building up an asset towards the future that maybe you can borrow against and purchase another property, a second one. Now, you, you then start getting into the area of negative gearing again because you've got a whole new debt on a second property with another lot of income by way of rent. So that's, that's where the taxation advice comes into it. The structuring to get the correct type of loan comes into it. And even to the point of view of a legal sort of situation, you, you're now building your asset base. What about a will? Have you got a will? Well, we can assist you there through our legal representative who's on site here. So there are a lot of things that come into it, but again, you've got to seek the advice. We, we are only here to help you, so give us a call. Yeah, and on, on the site, and on the topic of, of strategy as well, and making sure you're getting really detailed and sound financial advice and in the planning space as well, uh, some other questions that we would go through and we'll look while looking at the property itself and your goals uh, would be if if one of, if the purpose of this is is for income for this say for the investment property is it income or is it profit from the sale or in that strategy is it one or the other or is it a combination of both which they could actually have some different impact on what we're offering this could also be involved in your planning is is your timings so a lot of people get into the the avenue saying, well, I've got an getting an interest only loan. I'm, I'm for investment purposes. Yet they don't have any goals associated with uh, how long they're intending to to hold that asset for. Uh, whether they're having looking to have it indef indefinitely because it does generate great income and it could be something that's included in the will and goes to the next Certainly. person, or within the next seven years, for instance, they could be selling that asset, and that could have some difference as well. Well, it certainly have different taxation implications, but as a more of a short-term measure, you've got to look at the type of property that you're purchasing and what you want from it. Is it income producing by way of rent? Um, or is it a case where you want to be negatively geared, the rent may be not quite covering your total outlays, but it's in an area and the type of property which is going to appreciate in value over the next few years. There might be some goal, for example, you're purchasing because there is going to be a large commercial investment in that area within the next few years. Perhaps there's going to be new schools. 
new shopping centres which are going to make your property much more attractive and that's what's going to increase the value. So are you buying it for rental return? In that sort of situation then you want something different. You may be looking to a cheaper type of property which is more readily rented. You've got reasonable tenants in a decent suburb paying good rent but you're not getting the capital appreciation. So there's two, set, two completely different sets of circumstances, only two of, but there are many others. So the bottom line is what do you want out of your investment is another component of what we'd like to talk about. And, and another component of that, and I've seen many examples of this, individuals or couples or families that haven't had any sort of strategy and they get into this uh, dangerous and, and often unethical uh, churning of an interest-only loan until they cannot do it any longer. So they're, as a young in their 20s, they get an interest-only loan with the view, well, you know what, I'll just I'll get it, put it with bank A, then bank B, then bank C, with interest-only, inevitably. But loans must be paid off eventually, and people age, don't they, as well? They do. The older you get, the harder it is, because the less time you've got in which to achieve your goal. Now, yes, you can go from lender A after the first five years, go to lender B, get another five years interest only perhaps, but then you've, you've gone 10 years and you haven't paid anything off your loan. What real benefit have you got? Perhaps the property is appreciated in value, but you've also got to look at, in order to realise that, you have to sell the place. So it's then you've got the costs of fees, charges to initially buy it. You've then got the costs to sell it again. So you've got a double whammy of fees and charges which comes out of any profit that you may or may not have made through capital appreciation. Then you've got Big Brother that perhaps wants to talk to you about taxation. So there's another drawback to this sort of situation is capital gains tax on investment properties in particular. But interest only, it, is, it should be regarded as a short-term band-aid pending the resolution of an immediate problem. <coughs> Excuse me. As I said, maybe it's a case where you're doing it for a specific reason. Your income is going to increase over a period of time, or you're going to achieve some other debt reduction which will increase your disposable income. Again, the, the magic word is to have a plan, to know why you're doing it and how you're going to overcome it. It should not be regarded as a long-term way of life because you always still have that debt hanging over your head and you'll never be debt free, the property will never be yours and effectively all you're really doing is instead of paying rent, you're paying interest on your loan and your equity is tied up, you've got no cash, it's all in the property and virtually you'll never own it. Uh, you're making someone else rich even if it's the banks. So it brings me to another question on that note as well. So we have this individual that's been, been paying the financial institution interest, no print to a period of time, and then potentially 
what happens in a certain place, property doesn't, contrary to belief, property doesn't always go up in value. And it doesn't do so methodically. What if there is a property downturn and the property is no longer valued at what it was or it isn't valued at what they thought they could get it for? Thanks, Jeremy. That is a very valid point and it does happen. It's not just an if and a maybe. It is happening in certain areas right throughout the country. No one is isolated. Property values do go down, um, particularly if they're not maintained or if there's something else in the neighbourhood that's maybe changed. Perhaps you've got a large employer that's closed up shop. Now this is going to be happening in Adelaide as we all are, or are aware. It's just happened last week. Now what is going to happen to property values over the next five years in those sorts of suburbs that may be relied on that one employer to sustain a whole range of wage earners. Now, hopefully, and I wish them well in getting a new job, but not all of them are going to. And you might find that in a few years' time, there are going to be properties on the market. Now, it's a biased market at the moment, but what if it becomes the reverse, and there are a lot of properties on the market, they're all of similar age, similar qualities, and similar prices. People are going to be choosy, and prices are going to drop. And you might find that if you've been on interest only for a number of years and not reduced your principal, and that perhaps has eaten away any equity that you may have had in the property, and it's not unreasonable that you could find that the property is actually worth less than what your loan amount might be over a period of five, ten years. It can happen, and it does happen. So what are you going to do there? You've virtually got to sell up, and you have a residual debt to the bank, which unfortunately they're not just going to walk away from, they're still going to pursue you with that. So there are a lot of difficulties that can be in in these sorts of situations where property values decline and it is a fact of life that it does happen. Fantastic. Pick up the phone, call 1300-541-777 and the team here at Alpha Finance Solutions will be happy to take your call, discuss your particular needs and answer any potential questions that you may have for us. I'm Jeremy Reynolds, Money Coach, here with Trevor, and we thank you for your time. Thank today. you. Look forward to your call.